Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perrone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perrone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Carl Messina, welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. And thanks for coming on and spending some time with us, Carl. How are you today? I am doing fantastic, Tom. How are you? I'm doing really, really good, Carl. You know, I'm really excited about having you on the show today because uh, I do forget things here and there, and I'm a big list taker, but um, I know you help guys like us and gals like us uh, stay focused on what we're supposed to do every day and remember things. So, and I know at the towards the end of the show, you're going to give us a good example of what you did with Raytheon and, and the other people that you work with. But Carl, before we go on, let me introduce to you to the audience uh, so they have a better feeling for who you are. Carl is the president founder of Positive Impact Enterprises, um, and he's regarded as one of America's leading experts in the field of mnemonics. He's shared these techniques with thousands of business professionals from all walks of life and has worked with such well-known speakers as Zig Ziglar, John Gray, Brian Tracy, Michael Gerber, and he's trained executives from corporations which do include Xerox, United Technology, Raytheon, Aetna, and many more of the Fortune 100 companies. Um, he has a tremendous impact in educational settings and has trained students and teachers at all academic levels. And Carl is a, a really great guy, funny guy, and a good sense of humor. But he tells me his his craft has allowed him to eat many meals for free. Hun huh, Carl? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The challenge always comes out. You're a memory guy. What can you remember? <laughs> I remember that. That's for sure. Um, Carl, um, what I do want to talk about here is um, uh, you as a business owner, because you've been very successful working with big companies, and I'm sure there's strategies and things that you do that the audience would really like to hear about. But one of the things I did want to ask you is, how did you get started in this business? Well, I was um, was actually one of my uh, uh, guys I went to college with, Blaine Athorn, uh, one of my best friends. You know, we were been been in business together for many many years, and he had started taking. Uh, he had uh, uh, right out of college. I met him in college, and right out of college, he started uh, doing memory training. He went. He took a class on memory training at the time. It was a nine hour program. Got excited about it, and he introduced me to it and asked me if I'd be interested in it. You know, um, back in 1980, was it 1989? Was when I had taken the uh, taken the class, and I actually went out to Elizabeth, New Jersey, took a nine-hour program. At the time, I was a, I was an agent with New York Life. I was an ILIC agent, and you know, I, I thought it was kind of hocus pocus. You know, yeah, what are you going to do with memory training? But I came out of there, and I was just completely blown away. I mean, you know, uh, the application to my business at that point in time uh, was just astounding. And I and I and I, I I wound up actually leaving New York Life to go and work for him full time. And I started in the uh, corporate arena. I asked him if he ever did anything in working with corporations. He said no. I says, "Do you mind if I give it a shot?" He said, "No." You know, so. I um, got in touch uh, within two, three months, uh, got in touch with Travelers, Aetna, Cigna, and the Hartford. And I've done all in-house programs for those companies. Eventually, we went on to Xerox, 9X, uh, you know, Raytheon Corporation, um, you know, just a ton, a ton of different businesses. So it was, it was something, it, it was a journey for me. Yeah, I, I could see how it worked for you because obviously you had a tremendous passion right out of the box, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. Because it was something I always thought I had a bad memory, you know, and it's not so much that you have a bad memory as much as it is that in life, we're all taught to what to learn and what to remember. It's given to to us from when we're in in school and kindergarten. You know, this is what you got to remember. And how do we remember? How do people remember? Read it, highlight it, read it, reread it, read it, reread it, read it, reread it. You take your test. Six months later, you forget all the information. And and I know you're going to, uh, with time permitting, at the end of our broadcast, you're going to give us a good example of how it works so people can get a real good handle for it. Um, is that correct? Yeah, abso- okay, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So, what? So okay, here you are today. So what do you think are the things that you've done up to this point to create the success you've had in your career? Well, what I what I believe it is is two things. The objective of the course in general is twofold. It's number one, it's to shorten the learning curve, shorten the amount of time it takes people to internalize information, and increase long term retention of information. If you think about it, people will take a test, and if you ask them to retake that test six months later on down the line, quite frankly. They won't. They'll be lucky. People that have gotten A's and B's on that on that initial test, they'll be lucky if they can if they can recall anywhere's between thirty to forty percent of that information. And the reality is, you have to ask yourself: Am I just memorizing the information to take a test, or am I memorizing memorizing it for knowledge, for true knowledge? And um, you know what tends to, what tends to happen is. If you can remember some, because true knowledge is your ability to recall information on command when you need it most. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so that's that's essentially what the, what, what the nuts and bolts are. And the sad part is in dealing with people all over the country and teaching these programs, most, most of us that have a little white hair, a little gray hair, they'll come up to me at the end of my workshop and say, my God. You know, um, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit perturbed. I'm a little bit angry. And I'm like, well, what are you angry about? Well, where were you 20, 30 years ago when I was in school? And secondly, why isn't this being taught in schools? I mean, those are the most prevalent questions I get because the process is so simplistic. There's a gentleman by the name of Howard Gardner who wrote a book called The Theory of Multiple Intelligences. And in that book, he believes that there are eight different modalities. He started off with seven. He included an eighth one, which is the naturalistic mode. But he believes that we have eight different modalities on how people learn and internalize information. Some of us are visual learners. Others may be auditory learners. You know, And it all depends on how you learn for people to be able to internalize information. That's why some teachers are much better at teaching one specific student than another teacher would be because they may be, their teaching style may be more towards an auditory teaching style. Some others may be a visual teaching style. So if you understand how you learn and internalize information, there are people that are kinesthetic. You tell them something, immediately they got a pen and paper, they got to write something down because it helps them to recall the information. So knowing how you internalize information helps tremendously. And in mnemonics, when we teach mnemonics, which is the science of memory, we teach people how to utilize all of those modalities into the learning mode. If you can learn and laugh at the same time, you're evoking emotion. Emotion is the strongest solidifier in the human mind. You know, um, that, that I can tell you've always been passionate about this subject. And obviously it's one of the reasons why you've been very successful. A, you know it. And secondly, it's a, it's a, uh, a process that many of us really would love to learn and, and be able to, to memorize things. So many parts of our lives depend on it. So I could see why the fact that you have passion in what you're doing and the product is a great product and you know it so well, obviously has created this stage of success for you. So here's the question I have for you as a businessman, Carl. Um, are there's other people obviously in this business? Um, why are some of them not as successful as you are? Because you're the first person I ever met that really uh, went deep with this with me, uh, that I understood it. 
Well, I, I believe it's application. You know, it's it's uh, many people, and, and I and I tell this to people that that come to my class. You know, when they take the class, when they come out of the class, they will be remembering a list of 20, 30, 40 pieces of information faster than they can physically write it down on a piece of paper. That's a guarantee that I give because it is a system. It's a systemized approach to learning. And I believe if you take that system and you apply it, you will have a better life because this is truly a life skill. You know, people laugh about it, but I have, I, I, I dealt with Pratt and Whitney Aircraft Club, the retirees there, and I was teaching programs. The oldest person I had in my program was 91 years old. Wow. And, and I taught him how to utilize the system for a grocery list that activates the mind. You know, it's like they tell they tell us utilize crossword puzzles. You know, as you get older, do a lot of crossword because it keeps the mind active. And it's the same thing with this. If you're going to attend a program and attend a class, and you don't apply it afterwards, it's gone. It's the law of diminishing intent. It, it sounds like one of the things that you've done really well with your business is that you've learned how to create a process or processes that you stay with, which have helped you being consistent, as opposed to a lot of businesses that don't systemize what they're doing. Um, a, but as far as a business owner, would you what, what do you think is the, the thing that probably worries you the most being in business? Um, today, yeah, it's you know, things have changed drastically. My, my business was, I was in front of people. I mean, when I'm in front of, when I'm in, up on a stage and I'm in front of people and I, I can look into their eyes, you know, and I can see them grow and I can see them get excited about it. That excites me. You know, it's a little bit different with these podcasts and Zoom meetings and so forth, you know, because there is an energy, there's a vibrational energy when you're inside of a room like that. The dynamics of it, people are, are, are all thinking in the same process. It's kind of like driving a stagecoach. You can have one horse pulling a stagecoach. You're not going to get as far. You're not going to go as fast. But if you have four horses, you're going to get much further and you're going to go much faster, not to mention the fact you know, there's, there's, there's camaraderie there. You see the successes of other people because it's generated in the workshop. In other words, it's not something that you have to, um, you have to, you, you have to sit down and you have to, pr you have to practice every single day. You know, when you come out of the workshop, you will actually be able to recall information on command when needed, whether it's effective study skills whether it's application for um, uh, mathematical formulas, equations, whether it's vocabulary, whether it's presentational skills. Presentational skills is by far what is the most sought after skill by business professionals today. And that goes the same thing with sales professionals. Think about it. You go out, you go out you're in a financial planning industry, correct, Tom? Yes. Okay. You go out, you're sitting in front of a client, and you start talking to the client, you're building rapport with that client in the very beginning stages. You don't want to delve into a, a, a booklet that's going to have two or three pages with 20 questions on it. And okay, you know, uh, Tom, this is what we, uh, we got to fill out, you know, wait a minute, you know, so let, let, let's slow a little bit down. But what if I can teach you how to remember all 20 of those questions in the proper sequence? So because with any good presentation, there's a flow to it, correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay. And what happens is if people don't have cheat notes, they get a little discombobulated. They'll get a little bit off the subject and, and they'll go down what we call a rabbit hole. You right. know, they'll, they'll go down a rabbit hole and all of a sudden, oh, how do I get back? But if, you, if I can teach you how to remember all 20 of those questions on a yellow pad, as opposed to taking out a, a, a financial questionnaire, you know, and you're just casually asking people these questions and jotting the information that you need to fill out that questionnaire, you think it would be less intimidating? 
Oh yeah, I, I think it would it would be a, a wonderful conversation as though we were having coffee and just having a, a general co conversation, which uh, people are very relaxed and more open. I would believe that that's that's exactly what what it's all about. You know, it's it's you're building rapport with individuals. You're not intimidating them right off the get go. Yet you're getting the information that you need in a casual conversation. And I would think that you bring the, it's not as formal. So it's like, um, I have a lot of lunch meetings with my clients, or at least I, I did up until about nine months ago. And it was a very casual way of doing business because we got to be, know each other as people and not as professionals. And that carried over and it was the flow of good conversation. So I have a question for you though, about that though, Carl. Yes. Because of the situation with COVID-19, I know you are very good in front of a crowd. So what are you doing now to do what you need to do, knowing that you can't be in a workshop for the most part? Uh, Zoom meetings. Yeah. I have a program that I put together called the Spirit of Balance that I'm working with martial arts uh, dojos and uh, their life skills that they teach virtues, 11 virtues that I, that I teach people to apply, to change their life. And it's a, um, you know, it's, it's been working out very well and I'm doing the same thing with mnemonics. You know, I've got some programs kicking off that I'm going to be doing uh, once again for the business professionals on, on uh, name retention. There's going to be a program that I have on presentational skills mathematical formulas, equations, because everything is modulized. So I don't need, once you understand the foundation, you know, the first class is kind of memory one-on-one, so to speak, to give you the basic foundation. And then after that, everything thereafter is built off of a building block basis. So it's kind of a stair-step a, a stair process. So this situation's kind of recreated some of the things you've had to do to uh, to get the end game done for you, which I think is good. And at, at the end of the podcast, you're going to spend about 10 minutes with us and, and demonstrate some things. And you can tell us more about how people can contact you about these programs. Sure. So um, what do you think the key issues in your business that you must stay ahead of the curve on? What do you think those would be in your business? I, th I think it's, it's, you know, right now it's been difficult. Um, once again, because of the COVID, but as far as businesses are concerned, I think some of the key, some of the key issues is, you know, we get so entwined with this computer that we're not utilizing our minds any longer, you know, not even for numbers. At one point in time, I used to remember everybody's phone number. Nowadays, I don't even think about people's phone numbers any longer, you know, and there's the old adage, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. And it's and it's so true. We've become so dependent, you know, on, on utilization of, of these cell phones that, I mean, you know, you can pretty much launch or almost launch a rocket from a cell phone nowadays <laughs> compared to what it used to be. And it's it's it's, you know, it's kind of taken the process of, uh, away. And I think it's actually hurt people in the respect that the communication process is becoming lost because of texting. Yes. yes. I, I see you know, that with my kids and my grandkids, um, like everybody else does our age, you know? Yeah, there's no emotion. There's the, you and I are having a conversation right now. I can, I can almost tell by listening to you when you're smiling, when you're frowning, when you're angry, just through the voice, just through the voice inflection. But a text is so impersonal because it's all it is, is just words. And those words can be taken any different way, depending on what's accentuated in the, in the content of a conversation with someone. It, it is interesting. Uh, and But on the other side of that, um, there'll be groups of people, professionals that realize they've lost the edge because of technology and want to get it back. So... I know you use the word mnemonics. So can you give us an, an idea what that's all about, Carl? Yes. Mnemonics is the science of memory. What I teach people how to do is channel their thought process. 
just like you have a file file system. You have a file system in your office. If I ask you to get the Jones file and the Anderson file, you're going to know exactly where to go because you're going to go into that file system and it's going to be organized either alphabetically or numerically, correct? Right. Okay. Now, as human beings, we take in hundreds of thousands of pieces of information every single day of our life. And there's no rhyme or reason as to how it's organized. So when you go into your mind and say, gee, I need this. You're, you're, you're searching in the abyss of your mind with no rhyme or reason as to how it's organized, how you put it in there, and you're expect, expecting to be able to extract that information. And the biggest enemy of our memory at that point in time is stress and anxiety. It's like a test-taking situation. People study and they study and they study for the test. Now they go and they sit down and take that test. They're sitting in the middle of that test. And all of a sudden their mind freezes. They start, they start panicking because one question comes up, they can't ask her. They sit there, they stress, they stress, they stress. All of a sudden it's like a domino effect. Their mind totally goes blank. What happens two or three hours later? You're sitting in the cafeteria, your mind is free and clear, the pressure's off. All of a sudden it's like the lightning bolt of knowledge <laughs> coming down, striking you and saying, hey, Tom, you want that information now? It's like, no. I needed it two hours ago when I was taking the same thing happens to you with name retention, right? How many times have you come across someone, you've been in a restaurant, you look across, you say, oh my God, you're sitting with your spouse, a significant other, you say, oh man, I, here's one of my clients, oh God, I can't remember his name for this life of me, and blah, 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 and then they come over, yeah, pal, how you doing, buddy, pal, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they walk away. What happens? The pressure comes down. Five, 10 minutes later, it pops in your mind when you're not even thinking about it. You see, the reality is in life, your mind is like a non-erasable tape. You really don't forget anything you're ever exposed to in life. The information is there. The challenge is in our ability to be able to recall it and access it when you need it most. And so if you have something to go back to, such as a file, because we teach people what we call a fig system file, image, and glue. We teach people how to take information, put it into a file by turning the information into an image. And then there's a process that we use to glue that information, make sure that information is solid and stays in that file. And then when you think about it, all you have to do is you go to your file, say, what was I doing to the file? Oh yeah, that's what, it, and it's a trigger. It's like a mental trigger. Did you ever have a song floating around in your head, Tom, that you couldn't remember the words to? Yeah, no, many. I can hum it, but I couldn't remember the words. That's correct. Yeah. And, and, and what happens as soon as someone says, oh, that song starts off like this, Tom? Yes. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you remember all of the words. It's, well, we, an, innate, it's it, an innate ability to be able to remember that information. Well, you, we're always amazed that here we are 50 years later and we can remember every song and drum beat, <laughs> you know, but we can't remember what we had for dinner yesterday. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> um, well, when, and I've had people say that to me too, Tom, where they've said, Carl, you know, 50 years ago, I had a steel trap for a memory. What happened? And I always tell them, you still have that steel trap. But you think about something at 20 years old, Tom, who did who who were you responsible for and who did you really care about? That's right. It's me. That's it. Right. Period. Now, you know, you've got a business, you have employees, you have your family, you probably have grandchildren, you have your own children. So any anything that comes in on their life is actually part of your life. So our, our mind will only look for an immediacy of what we need immediately and everything else is forget about it. You know, if I can jot it down and, and I'm not telling people to get away from computers or, or, or uh, time management systems. I believe in time management. If you don't, if you're not using the time management system, you're losing out bottom line. But what I like to do is I like to internalize. If I can remember the information, if you and I have a conversation, the application to this is if you and I have a conversation and you mentioned to me three or four or five things, six things that are really important to you, and I'm not taking any notes. What I do is I then, when I get back to my office, I will then get my file out on Tom Perone. 
And I will jot down those four or five things that were important, not to me, but to who? Me. To you. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if I see you five five weeks later on down the line, a month later on down the line, and I bring those things up to you, Tom, you know, when we were together, you had mentioned this as being, and, and not to mention, Tom, you also mentioned this, 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 and this. Is that really important to you? And would you really like to, to why, why don't we discuss some of those things? We'll discuss them one by one. How how impressed would you be if I wasn't writing them down and, and I came back to you that, you know, four or five weeks later, reviewing and telling you things that we had in that discussion? No, uh, very impressed. You know, when you work with people, it's like the restaurants now the waiters and waitresses they listen to what you want to eat and they come back and 99% of the time they're accurate. They must've taken your course, Carl. I was just going to say many of them have. I've done <laughs> programs for restaurants. <laughs> hey, Carl, let's talk about um, who benefits. I mean, it's the obvious question, but let's go deeper and who benefits professionally from knowing what you teach. Um, I, I, I deal a lot with a lot of sales professionals and business owners. I did programs. I used to do programs. I used to travel all over the country doing programs for a, an organization called Tech, the Executive Committee. Mm-hmm. And what it was was a group of business owners that had 50 or less employees, and they would get together. They would be a group of them, anywhere from six to 10 or 12, and they would do a monthly uh, meeting. It was a physical meeting that they would go to. And they had me fly around the country and I would uh, I would teach them uh, the, the, the key issue for them was name retention and presentational skills. And I would do a, a, a three hour program dedicated to its name retention and presentational skills that they would apply. And many a times I would, you know, just in working with them, they would bring me in and I would conduct the needs analysis because I think that's that's extremely important because it's it's not me. To come into a business and say, "Well, this is this is what you need to know in order to no no no," I need to conduct a needs analysis with the owner of the business to find out what are the most important things that his people or her people need to have at their fingertips that would help them improve their process. And I learned a lot of that one uh, in working with Michael Gerber. I worked with Michael Gorber for three months, you know, the e-myth, yep. the entrepreneurial myth, you know, it's a system. Everything is a system in life and it's a system of documentation so that nobody is, is, is held at a point where they can actually hold you up because I, I, I've seen situations, you know, in the technology world where someone had the keys to the kingdom and the business was, wasn't doing well. And all of a sudden, you know, everybody, all the all, all the uh, management staff had to take a little bit of a pay cut. And this person was like, no, I'm not taking any kind of pay. You can take you give me a pay cut. I'm leaving. And he's the one that had all the knowledge on the on the computer. He had the keys to the uh, to the kingdom, so to speak. And, you know, at least when you when you document processes and that's all you're doing, you're creating a process of teaching people how to recall information. But the nice part about it, the application is universal, Tom, because the full full workshop will give you a plethora of different techniques to use. And then what you do, it's like a buffet table and you say, okay, I want to use this. Some people utilize it for numbers. You know, I've taught these programs to to, uh, accountants. I had had my my class was approved as a continuing, a CEU accreditation for realtors it was approved as a CEU accreditation for accountants, as well as teachers at one point in time years ago, back in the 90s, I had it approved. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it's a universal application. There's no limit to what you can apply it for, Tom. Well, that's, you know, as a professional person, always presenting and not having to know facts and remember them. Obviously, it's very, very, very appealing to to learn. Uh, I remember reading the Jerry Lucas book maybe about 40 years ago. Yes. That was a big help. Um, Carl, I know you prepared. Uh, we spent, uh, we're going to save uh, you some of the time for the podcast. Uh, you were very nice to bring up that you would show us some examples. So we've got about another 10 minutes 
available. And if you'd like to, let's let's show the um, let's let's show how that works, and the audience can listen, and we can go from there. And then we'll close out on how people can get in touch with you if they'd like to know more about your programs. How's that? Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, okay Tom, I'm gonna I'm gonna request something of you. Fair enough. Okay. I, I'm sorry, I missed what you said. I'm going to request something of you, sure. okay, as well as the audience. Stand up. Stand up, okay. Yes, yeah, stand up. Yep. Okay. What we're going to do is I'm going to take you through a system. Okay. The system is called a FIG system. It stands for file, image, and glue. The first thing you have to have is you have to have a file. A file is defined as a place to store organize, access, and retrieve information off of. The information you're looking to be to, to, to remember has got to be turned into some type, of a, some type of an image or picture format. And then we need glue. So when we take that image and we put it into the file, it will stay there. The glue consists of what we call via, vivid, vividly visualizing your file and the image you using your imagination and using a tremendous amount of emotion, happy times, sad times, embarrassing situations. That's why we remember the, uh, the punchline to a joke, but many times you can't remember the setup because it evokes emotion on you. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to set up a file system. The file system we're going to we're going to create. It's called a body list. Say it. Say body. Did, list. did you say body list? Yes. Say body list. Body list. Okay. Now, due to the fact that this is a learning mode, and we're going to utilize all of our our our, our um, how would you say all of our all of our modalities in the learning phase. That's why I'm asking you to stand up. And when I say repeat, I would like you to repeat what I'm saying. So we're going to start off. Wiggle your toes and say toes. This is your. This is a file system. It's called the body list. So wiggle your toes and say toes. Toes. Okay. Now pat your knees and say knees. Knees. Okay. Now inside of your thigh, your muscle. That's your muscle. Say muscle. 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 Okay. So one is what? Say toes. Toes. Two knees. is knees. And muscle. No. Two is knees. Say knees. Yep. Three is muscle. Say muscle. Muscle. Four is your rear. Pat your rear and say rear. Rear. Okay, good. Five is your lungs. Pat your lungs and say lungs. Lungs. Now you're going to notice something. Your fifth file in relationship to your body is your midpoint. It's right in the middle. That means six through ten is going to be above your head. Okay. So what's one? One was toes. Two. Knees. Three. Muscles. Four. Uh... Rear. Rear, that's right. Rear. Rear. And lungs. Lots of times you miss the rear because it's the only <laughs> file in the back of the body. You can't see it. <laughs> if you can, you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Four yeah. is rear. Say five is lungs. Five is lungs. Six is shoulders. Six is shoulders. Seven is collar. Point your collar. 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 Eight is face. Say face. Face. Nine is on top of your head at your point. Point to the top of your head and say point. Point. Okay, 10 is, uh, is a ceiling. Say ceiling. Ceiling. Okay, good. Let's go backwards. 10. Ceiling. Nine. Point. Eight. Face. Seven. Collar. Six. Shoulders. One. Toes. Two. Knees. Three. Muscles. Four. Rear. Five. Lungs. Six. Face. Shoulders. Oh, shoulders, right. Seven. Collar. Eight. Face. Nine. Point. Ten. Ceiling. Good. Now, those are ten files. Bear in mind, file is a place to store information. Now, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you some images. And I want you to take those images and bond them, glue them all over your toes. Like if I told you take an egg and smash an egg on your toes, I don't just want you to say, okay, I'm going to take an egg and I'm going to place it on my toes. Because then when I ask you, what did you put on your toes? You're going to say, I don't know. Why? Because there wasn't enough information. There wasn't enough hard action. So we need a lot of hard action, human emotion, feel it, 
And most importantly, most important thing is have fun and laugh. Because if I can teach you to laugh and learn, you're going to remember it even more. Fair enough? Fair enough. Okay, good. Okay, look at your toes. I want you to look at your toes, and I want you to see an ID badge on your toes because you have to identify one of your toes is broken. There's a problem with your toe. You don't know which one it is, but one of them is broken. So what I want you to visualize is an ID badge on, on the toe that's broken. That's the problem toe, right? Yes. Say it. Say yes. That's my problem toe. Say that's, it. That's the problem toe. That's right. Okay. Now I want you to see your knees. Your knees are stuck underneath a stand. There's, there's a big stand and your knees are stuck underneath the stand. Where are your knees stuck? It's underneath the stand. That's right. And you're putting all these presents on top of on top of your knees and you're sitting down. So say it. My knees are stuck under a what? A stand. Under a stand. You're putting all what on top of you? All these presents, right? Presents, presents, yes. Yeah, you're putting these presents and you're sitting down. You're actually sitting down. I'm sitting okay. Down. Yes. Good, good. So what's on your toes? I got uh I got a, a badge on my toes. Yep, an ID badge. An, an ID, ID badge because one of your toes is what? Broken. Broken. So you got to find which toes you have the problem with, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, and your knees are stuck under a what? A stand. Under a stand. What's on top of the stand? All these what? Presents. Presents, that's right. And you're sitting down, right? I'm sitting down. Yeah, good, good. Now go to your third file, which is your muscle. Muscle, okay. Okay, good. I want you to see another ID badge on your left muscle. Press, press down on your muscle. There's an ID badge. You're actually super gluing or you're stapling. Take a staple gun and staple the ID badge. I'm stapling okay. the ID badge. Yeah, I'm that's it. You're stapling the ID badge into your muscle. And out of your other muscle, you have a root, like a, like, like a tree root, a root growing out of the muscle. So you're taking gauze and you're wrapping gauze around the muscle. So what's what, what do you have on your left muscle? I have I have a staple. Yeah, yeah, you're stapling the ID badge, right? ID badge, staple an ID badge, and I um, I have a root out of. Yeah, you have a root, and you're you're wrapping it in gauze. Say it. I'm wrapping it I'm in. I'm wrapping gauze. it in gauze. See yourself. Make it real. The more real you can make it, the more you're going to remember it. So you're wrapping a root in gauze, right? Okay, I want you to see yourself. You're sitting down. Because what's your fourth file? You're what? My fourth file is my shoulder. Rear. My rear, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I want you're sitting on top of a plane. You're sitting on top of a plane. Imagine yourself, close your eyes. Imagine yourself sitting on top of this huge, huge plane. And what you're doing is you're making improvements to this plane. So what are you doing? I'm sitting you're, on this plane making improvements. That's right. You're 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 fixing the plane, you're making improvements to this plane. Okay. What's your next file? Uh, shoulders. No, lungs. Lungs, <laughs> lungs. That's right. Lungs. I will get you to remember this yet, Tom. <laughs> lungs. Okay. That's right. Once you see your lungs, your lungs are filled with these X cubes. So what are they filled with? X cubes. X cubes. Right. They, they're filled with with all of these X cubes. Right. So what's in your lungs? X cubes. X cubes. Good. Now I want you to go to your shoulders. Look at your shoulders. On your shoulders, you have to have x-rays on both shoulders. You've got to have x, you have to have the shoulder replacement. And, and all you want to do is you want to look at those x-rays for one reason and one reason only. You want to confirm the results of those x-rays. So you want to get a second opinion. Right. So what are you going to do with those x-rays? You want to take them to another doctor to do what? To get a second opinion. Say, confirm the results. Confirm the results. So what do you want to do with them? Confirm the results. I take can't hear you. What do you want to do with them? Take the x-rays to the doctor. To do what? To get to confirm the results. That's exactly what you want to do. Okay, go to your collar. The collar. I want you to see, want you to see yourself. You're taking your collar and you're tightening that collar. And all of a sudden, that collar explodes and you get sand and dirt in your eyes. So what happens? <laughs> sand and dirt. Yeah, the collar explodes and you get sand and dirt in your eyes, right? Right. Okay. Now, what's your next file? Face. 
want you to see your face and in, in, in all over your face. You're learning, you're learning a language and you're, you're, you're holding your face because you're learning a Romanian language. A Romanian it's, language. Okay. Romanian. You're learning Romanian language and you've got all of these problems learning this language. You can't figure out how to, how, how to learn it. But you know that if you practice and practice and practice in the future, you're not going to have to have any worries. So my face, I'm learning a language, a Romanian language. Yep. You have problems learning this language, but you know if you practice in the future, you're not going to have to worry about it. Okay. I won't have to worry about it. No worries. Okay. Now let's go through. On our toes, what do we have? We had an ID badge. That's right. Because why? Because uh, we had a broken toe. Excellent. Excellent. How about on our knees? We had a stand. Yeah, our knees were where? Under the what? Uh, uh, under the toes. Under the stand, right? Under the stand, we had, and we had presents. Yep, excellent. What were we doing? We were sitting down, remember? Sitting down, that's right, sitting down, right. Good, good. Now let's go to our muscle. What do we have on our left muscle? Uh, we had stitches. Yep, stitches, why? Because what were you stapling, or what? I was, sta uh, I was stapling... Uh, can't remember <laughs> what kind of bat what kind of batch it was bad it was an injury whatever <laughs> yeah. what was growing out of your right muscle a uh, root that was a root. a root and what were you wrapping it in Caught gauze gauze remember the id badge yes oh it was, yeah the id badge and then the root with the with the gauze right. we were, uh, and, right. and now we're sitting on top of a what with our rear uh we're sitting on our on uh let's see uh, imp, imp. What were we sitting on top? Remember that huge plane? Remember the plane? You were sitting on top of a plane. I don't remember that one. You were sitting on top of a plane because you were making improvements to it. Do you remember? Improvements, improvements. That's right. To the plane. Yeah. You know why you didn't remember it? Why? Because you didn't visualize it. I didn't. I didn't make an improvement. If I was... Fixing the wing, making improvements. You have that's how real you have to make it. Yeah. I know this is silly. I know you probably think I'm, I'm so far out. I'm heading back in, <laughs> but but trust me, trust me. This will this will work for you. Okay, okay. So so now we're sitting on top of the plane on our rear. We made the improvements. Now our lungs are filled with what kind of cubes? X cubes. X cubes. X cubes. That's right. All of a sudden. We look at our shoulders, and, and both of our shoulders are, are messed up. So what do we have to do? We need x-rays. Why do we need the x-rays? To do what? Uh, to see... Uh, confirm what? Confirm... Confirm... The results. Yeah, we got to confirm the results, right? Results. We got to confirm the results that this, this doctor knows what he's talking about. He wants to replace both of my shoulders. Forget about it, you know? <laughs> okay, now we got to go to our collar. What happens to our collar when it explodes? It, it explodes sand. Sand and dirt in our eyes, right? That's right. All the sand and dirt go into our eyes. In our face, what are we learning? We're looking at uh, a language, Romanian language. Romanian language, but we don't have to worry about it because if we practice it, the, the future, we won't have to worry about the future, right? That's correct. Okay, good. Okay, you can sit down now. Ah, this was um, interesting. Uh, yeah, totally meaningless. means absolutely nothing. I just wanted to get you stand up and make you laugh a little bit. Well, let me, as I was doing this, I couldn't help but to think in 1974, I'm on my home. I'm on my way home from my honeymoon, from Aruba, and I had just list, uh, uh, read the Jerry Lucas book somewhere in that area, and I met a guy and his wife, and his his name was Bill, and his wife was Bernadette, and how I remembered her name because it was unusual is I always remembered a burning deck, like a dock, <laughs> and That's to this exactly. day, this is fifty years later. I yeah. even know the last name and where they live because I just that little piece of information. So, um, you know, uh, I know we went through this thing real quickly. I'm a, my wife says you never 
forget anybody's name and I don't, I don't know how I do it. I can't remember phone numbers, but there's something, there's a trigger there that somehow or another I relate. I can meet you a year from now and I'll know your name. I'll, I'll say, hello, how are you doing, Carl? And maybe yeah. I met you once. So I have that ability, but I can identify what you were doing in this exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you know what this exercise was? I just gave you a little teradiddle. Do you know what a teradiddle is? No. It's a lie of no consequence. It's a Say that again. A teradiddle is a lie of no consequence. <laughs> See, what I actually taught you, whether you realize it or not, was when I was working with Xerox, um, they asked me to, to because uh, I asked them, you know, what are the most important things for people to remember? And they used to walk around with a slide rule. And inside of their slide rule, they had the eight, eight steps to problem solving and the seven-step QIP process. What you just learned, because every business owner runs into issues and challenges. Would you agree? That's correct. Yeah. Absolutely. What I just taught you were the eight steps to problem solving using Six Sigma. The first one is on your toes. Identify the problem. You have to identify what the problem is. The next one, you go to your knees. You have to understand the present situation. So the first one is you have to identify what the problem is. Secondly, you understand what the present situation is within that problem. Third one, you go to your muscle. You have to identify what the root cause of that problem is. What's the root cause? What's causing me the situation that I have here today? The fourth one, have to plan improvements. You have to generate potential solutions. I got to plan improvements. Then I go to my lungs. I have to execute those improvements. I don't know what execute looks like, but I know what X cubes look like. Uh, See, all you need is a little trigger. Yeah. To bring it. It's like that song that I was telling you earlier about where, or, or, or when you see someone out, you try and you, you ever use the alphabet method where you start to rip through the alphabet. A is it Alan? No, uh, B yes, is it yeah. Bob. That's right. That's right. And you look for one little letter to elicit the name. This is no different. So you have to, so the, the fifth step is you have to execute improvements. Now you go to your shoulders. What do you have to do? You got to confirm the results. Once you execute improvements, you got to confirm the results. And then you go to your collar, standardize, standardize improvements. I see. Yes. And then you go to your face. Remaining, Romania, remaining problems are my future plans. Any remaining problems I have, I'll deal with them in the future. That's the eight steps. Wow. If you go into a situation where you have a situation within your business, you're, and it's a challenge, it's a problem, all you have to do is you have to identify where you fall within this eight-step process and then logically go to the next step. And, uh, and it's, you know, can be used for, it can be used every single day, this process. And if you want to remember this, Say this, say three to five times a day. I don't hear you saying it. Oh, three to five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> For three to five days. Three to five times a day. Okay. For three to five days. Three to five days. Three to five. Three to five times a day. For three to five days. If you review this, and when you review it, the file is our toes. The image is the ID badge. In a broken toe. That's the problem. That's the image I'm looking at. You ask yourself in reverse, instead of file image glue, you ask yourself, what was my file? Then you ask, what was the what was the action that was happening to my oh yeah, on the file? That's right, man. I had these ID badges. I was tightening them all over my toes. The process in recall is FGI file. What was my file? What was the glue that was happening? Bang, out will pop the image which is the information you're looking to recall. That's the system. Yeah, no, this is interesting. And um, I, you know, there's uh, we, we've got to, we got to end here, but this um, Carl, this is intriguing. Uh, and I know you're going to be doing a zoom presentation for our group. Um, and I know you have other materials. So 
Let me ask you this, Carl. Yeah, uh, people that are listening may want to contact you to discover more about the information that you talked about today. How can they contact you? They can um, they can send me an email. I'll, I'll even give you my uh, my email is is um, they can reach me at carl at carlmessina.com. My website is carlmessina.com or Positive Impact Life. That's what I run it under Positive Impact Life as well dot com. Or they can reach me at uh, 860-803-5887. That's my cell number. But I don't answer because I'm, I'm, you know, on the phones quite a bit and doing a lot of different things. Just leave me a message. I'll get back to you as quickly as I can. But if anybody would like to 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 receive a little uh, white paper on this, I'll put something together on what I just shared with you here. I'll put it in writing and and um, get it out to them as kind of my compliment uh you know for you to take your your memory to the next level and the nice part about it these these 10 files you can use them for a grocery list so yeah. when your wife sends you to the store just visualize each one of the files put the item on the file you know and, and maybe you can maybe you can win some dinners as well yeah and your wife doesn't get mad at you for leaving <laughs> not getting something but now, let me just spell your name, M-E-S-S-I-N-A, carlmessina.com. Yes, C-A-R-L-M-E-S-S-I-N-A.com. Carl, thank you. I, I appreciate it uh, very much. And uh, we look forward to doing the Zoom with you um, and some other things. And uh, I do want to thank you for um, coming on. And uh, for you listeners, I uh, keep in mind that what Carl shared with us is just ways and systems to remember and be more effective and efficient in your business. And, and that's what the show is all about, to come up with ideas and strategies that have made business owners become successful and we're sharing with you. But I want to thank you very much for spending time with us and helping us out. Incidentally, I want to thank you for unlocking your business DNA. That's a wonderful book. And I was so excited when I saw that you even mentioned Adriana's. <laughs> yeah, that's right. New Haven. Yeah, that's a great place. Yes, that's the, the book. Uh, it's called Unlocking Your Business DNA. Yes. You can get it on Amazon. Profits go to Wounded Warrior Foundation. And it's a comp wonderful. compilation of 50 years of strategies I've helped business owners to become successful and protect their businesses and grow. So, yes. Carl, thanks Great. so much. And again, uh, nice having you on. Thank you so much, Tom. You're welcome, Carl. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. Dot com And on the subject line, type DNA, include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.